Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Bulldog fans everywhere. Uh, I'm thrilled and excited to be getting to y'all with a late edition of the Start Vegas Report. I'm your co-host, Colton Watson. And I'm your other co-host, Gavin Logazino. Right, and uh, you know, in a week where we weren't even sure if we were going to play, and I'm surprised we are, to be quite honest, and uh, where we're also dealing with finals, um, if you if you know a college student or are blessed to have a college student in your life, give them a hug, buy them a gift card to their favorite restaurant. Um, hoping my parents hear this. <laughs> Gavin's too, but uh, it's it's a tough week for everybody. I know that finals getting pushed up before Thanksgiving is kind of weird and odd, and this semester has been really really rushed. And some professors have done what they ought to do and in a shorter semester you know take out maybe half a chapter or a chapter of their material then some professors have decided oh we're just going to cover it all in less time somehow when I don't even cover it adequately in the longer semesters they're going to try to cover it in a shorter semester don't even get me started um I, I will say my hardest class uh I did have um a chapter cut out of anatomy shout out to Gail Williamson doing the right thing Gay Williamson for uh cutting out one chapter because we would not have gotten it covered and everybody would have done really bad if you tried to teach the whole course in a shorter semester. But that being said, uh, we're thrilled and excited to get back here. And I said good afternoon. It might be probably about that time when you listen to the show, but it's early for us. Uh, yeah. it's We got up about 7 in the morning, in the morning to do this. Um during one of our part of because again our schedules our schedules have been hectic gavin's on the phone right now he's not in person so apologies if i get a a little bit bad sound quality but yeah um, we're not we're not too sure about how good the quality is going to be but we're going to try to make it work according to my little the cute little vertical lines on my computer monitor that talk about the sound you're talking just as loud as i am so we should be in good shape okay good yeah just speak up loud whenever you talk Gavin but anyway yeah. we're gonna uh, start off of course by acknowledging our sponsor and that is uh, the Bellsmith and of course we've told you all week guys it's almost getting to getting to brass tacks when it comes to Christmas presents I mean it's it's right around the corner and I haven't bought any Christmas presents yet so I'm a hypocrite but you've got to start thinking about what you're going to get these folks and if you haven't thought about it if you don't have anything on the list if you don't really know uh, what how you're going to be able to do something well, I've got, I'm here for, for, to give you some relief. Here's an idea. Get the Mississippi State fan in your life a cowbell, a custom-made cowbell, the most unique cowbell for cheering on the Bulldogs from the Bellsmith. You can have a bell made in whatever fashion or manner you like. Uh, there's all kinds of unique and very, very individual uh, tailored cowbells for you, the guys, and these things are works of art. So direct message the Bellsmith at the Bellsmith on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Mention Start Vegas Report with your order to get a 20% discount on your custom order, which is a huge a steal, okay, an absolute steal, especially during the holidays. You can also email him for the same offer. Email him at junctionbell at gmail.com. Uh, get in touch with him as soon as possible. I'm sure he's very, very busy during the holiday season, so uh, you're definitely going to want to uh, get up with him as soon as possible. Quick, quick, quick. To get those good guy again. Nobody is going to, to, to be disappointed with a crab bell for Christmas unless they're an Ole Miss fan or something. And we know we're not hanging out with too many of those, right, Gavin? Yeah, we're not getting those Christmas presents. So that's they not get, they get coal in their stocking, maybe. 
Yeah. Just give them a little bit of coal. Um, getting into what we're going to talk about, though, of course, football looms large and kind of the situation there. But we're going to talk about uh, we had a successful week uh, in some other sports. So the NBA draft was just a few days ago. Um, Robert Woodard II thought Gavin was going to get somebody else to root for up in Memphis, but Robert Woodard II went 40th to Memphis and then was a draft day, a draft night trade to Sacramento. So he is a Sacramento king. Going to wear uh, number 13 up in Sacramento. I think that's a good place for he to get a lot of playing time. I don't think uh, I don't know if their small forward situation is really great. I think they're going to be pressed to play some rookies or some younger players because they just signed yeah. Aaron Fox to a huge contract, and I yeah, don't know how much space. They Fox to a max for five years. So. Yeah, so I don't know if they're going to have it much cap space to sign you know a veteran small forward anywhere, uh, but we'll see. Really like, uh, really hope Rob thrives over there in, Mem- in uh, Sacramento. I almost said Memphis again. As long as he's not beating the Warriors too much. And then <laughs> Reggie Perry went 57th right there at the end of the draft to the Clippers and was traded to Brooklyn. So one of the, he's going to get paired up with one of the best small forwards and point guards in the league. Uh, hopefully he can uh, get on the court a little bit. I think a lot of people are calling him, you know, a little bit of a steal there at 57. That's a little bit lower than I thought he'd go. A little bit lower than I thought they'd both go, but we are glad that they both went. Mississippi State, uh, one of only, I think, six programs to have multiple NBA draft picks and one of only two in the SEC. Surprisingly enough, the other program, well, Kentucky had three, but the only other program to have two in the SEC was Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt had that's two crazy. players drafted. Huh? So that's crazy. It is a little bit surprising. And then uh, Mississippi State but and Vanderbilt. I did read from uh, Tyler Horka that MSU is the only school in the country to have at least two players get selected in the MLB, NFL, and NBA drafts. Mississippi State is the only school in the country to have multiple players selected in all three major male sport draft so talking about men's sports and we don't play hockey so there's the fourth major North American professional sport but we don't play it so all the ones that we play we had multiple guys drafted this year that is incredible we'd have multiple picks if we did play though huh I said we'd have multiple picks if we did play well we do have a a club team the Ice Dogs yeah we do the Ice Dogs I think are yet to score a point last season um (laughs) But they're doing their best. Very difficult. Very difficult to get a bunch of guys from the southeastern United States and and throw together a hockey team. But yeah. So again, multiple guys and guys. I want you to think about this. The MLB draft was only five rounds last year, and that's another sport where uh, another sport where there's you know 400 schools playing. Okay, plus high school, plus international players. You look at the the NBA draft. There's only 60 picks. And that includes international players. Okay, that includes LaMelo Ball wasn't playing in college anywhere. 60 picks, and we got two of them. And that's another... There's again sure the Thunder drafted three international guys. Yeah, there's, there's, there's 351, I think, D1 schools in basketball. And we had two out of 60 of the players drafted. I mean, we had, we had 3% of the players drafted. That's insane. That's, like, that's... That's routine for you know your Kentuckys and your Dukes and stuff, but that's not that's not anything to 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 take lightly. Thinking about how few that uh how little those opportunities come, 
guys, you talk about guys that want to make it in the, in the league or whatever, or play professional ball or get out of their get out of their own way. It football, like I'm gonna be honest, there's a lot of football players, and there's a and that makes it really really hard to get drafted. But as far as schools that play football, half of these smaller schools don't even play it, and the rest of the smaller ones are in a whole different level. There's only 130 FBS teams. Not saying FCS guys get guys drafted all the time. I mean, look at Carson Wentz, but. Uh, there's there's basketball players that converted to a football player for a year and they're just so athletic they got to the NFL. You don't see that in basketball. You don't see it going the other way around. Um, th- it is in- extremely difficult to make it to the NBA. I mean, even in or the G League at all. I mean, that's it's incredible. Again, they draft 60 guys a year. The NFL, if you if, if not counting compensatory picks, okay, you got 30, you got seven rounds at 32 teams. Uh, a piece. I mean, do some quick math there. That's right there. 224 guys plus all your compensation picks usually gets that like to 260, two something like that. That's how many guys go per year. Only 60 guys go in the NBA. That's crazy. So big, big props to Robert Woodard and Reggie Perry. They definitely earned it. I really think Robert Woodard's in a really good spot. I think he'll uh, get to play a little bit. They, they really like him for his uh, athleticism and being like a 3 and D guy. They think that his shooting form and that his percentage going up from freshman to sophomore year is a big plus and that he can guard like one through four, they think. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a really good pick for them. He's a good fit in Memphis and Sacramento, so I was going to be happy either way. I wish he could have came to Memphis, but I'm excited for him. I think I was reading a lot. A lot of people are giving him the Iguodala comp, so that's – Given Woodard, I like that. I actually like that comparison. See if he, and I'll tell you what, here's where Robert Woodard definitely deserves the Iguodala comparison. Iguodala is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I did not know that Robert Woodard was the valedictorian at Columbus High School. Oh, I didn't know that either. Robert Woodard was valedictorian at Columbus High School, and I knew that he sang. I did not know that he played guitar. He sings and plays guitar. It was wow. valedictorian in high school. So imagine like being valedictorian and like the D one the SEC basketball player, NBA player, NBA player. Like that's crazy. Uh, he uh, by the way, the SEC by far had the most players drafted. Had more players than the ACC and the Big Ten combined. Um, how's that for the football conference? <laughs> the baseball conference. Uh, speaking of basketball, we talked to y'all last time about the respective signing classes, and we said how unless there's a late signee that we don't know about, um, your basketball signing class is done, and they're not going to sign anybody this year because their team was full. Well, it, we spoke it into existence, so you're welcome for the new recruit, guys, because this is yeah. exactly what happened. But uh, Keyshawn Murphy, a six foot ten forward out of Birmingham. 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 I can't speak tonight. Uh, a little bit of a late signing, like we said, but he's graded a .9142 out of 100, out of 1. .9 out of 1. .91. Um, he's a three-star guy. He's a third-ranked player in the state of Alabama and the 154th player nationally. Six foot ten, about 220 pounds. I really, really like his, uh, this guy. I think he definitely needs to get an SEC weight room because I, I am like six inches shorter than him and I outweigh him by 20 pounds. So maybe that says more about me than it does him. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, other than that, I like his game. Um, we had him on the 247 just a few minutes ago. And 
I think the fact that it was a little bit of late signing was weird, but what that tells me is either one of two things. Either it was really contested, which doesn't sound right because I think I would have heard about it, or uh, it was really just a done deal and it, he was in no hurry to sign because it, it was didn't matter anything. You know, it was not it was kind of a quiet situation, which it kind of was. I didn't see any big post about it except from the basketball team. Uh, wasn't too surprised. He's got offers from Alabama and Auburn and a couple and like UAB. Um, not a ton of offers, which you don't. A lot of basketball players, unless you're like right there at the top, you don't just rack up like the 30 offers like you do in football, which I think is kind of weird. I would yeah, think that is weird. you'd think that he'd have an offer from every small school within a hundred within a 500 miles if he's getting offers by Mississippi State, Bama, and Auburn, especially what Auburn's been doing the last couple of years. You'd yeah. think like Memphis and Arkansas State and stuff would be on him, but uh, just some weird stuff there. Expect I would expect him to get an offer from Georgia. I mean. I, what that tells I, what that kind of tells me is maybe his recruitment is uh, he was just a little bit steadfast and he got offers from the in-state schools because you kind of have to and then he's been Mississippi State all the way. We'll see though. Yeah, I would assume that as well. So he'll be our only freshman on the team unless something changes in the 2021-2022 season. So he'll graduate in the spring. Um, the women's team is ranked sixth, sixth or seventh, depending on who you ask, in all the national polls. Uh, one SEC, I think either coach, either the coaches or media, probably the media, had us finishing like fifth in the SEC, but we're also sixth ranked in the country. That doesn't make sense. And then another SEC preseason poll. I don't even keep up with the names of all these polls because they're all, you know, to quote the the great Nick Saban, they're all rat poison. But uh. We do like to talk about them. They they had us finish in second in the SEC, which is about right. It'll be it'll probably, if you ask me, be us or South Carolina. I think the fact that we get South Carolina at home this year is a big, big, big boost. I think we can take care of them. Um, they did announce for both teams though, 25% capacity in the hump for this season. So a little bit of a bummer there for us planning to have a packed out, swagged out house in uh, Humphrey Coliseum. I don't think that I don't expect that to change unless they roll a vaccine out. Um, looking at Which virus situations, to, so. man, I'd love for them to have a vaccine out by New Year's. That'd be great, and then like like you said, we can get back to playing basketball. But yeah. and, or at least I don't know, maybe some SEC schedule rolls around. I don't think uh, well, SEC schedule is going to hit before New Year's. Yeah, but uh, I don't think. I don't think they if they even if they got it out today, I don't know if they'd have it distributed enough to start being normal again. Like by my New Year's. That's true. It'll probably take like a month to get everybody vaccinated, you know. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. We're not here to talk about the virus. Um, the biggest update with the women's team though, and this is super, super interesting. Kanisha Godfrey, one of our highest ranked players in our class. Um, we talked about her last time. Uh, go watch go listen to the old show. She's a point guard. She's a five foot nine, really, really athletic, awesome player. She can graduate in December and will graduate high school in December. She is allowed to join the team after she graduates and start playing this year. Also, everybody gets a free year this year, so the reason that works is that she's not using eligibility. It's not like she's using up a whole year of eligibility and then or it works on years. If if this was a normal year and she did that, she would that wouldn't work cuz she would have to quit playing in December of, of one of her of her senior year. She would quit playing and then in January would be used all four years. But this year doesn't count. 
So she's going to get to play if she wants if she wants to and comes back. I don't know how quickly she gets on the court. I actually doubt that she gets on the court for anything significant at all, simply because you have to learn a lot. She's going to have a lot to learn. Um, hopefully, she graduates, you know, like first of December and then gets all up in Christmas break and all those practices and all those uh, little games, and then she can get her feet wet a little bit and maybe start contributing by you know the later part of the season. The biggest part about that, though, is she's a point guard. And if there's any position where we're a little bit thin right now, it's point guard. Um, we're pretty solid at there. A little bit, maybe we've got really, really great depth across the board. You're just a, you just got only one or two guys, you know, girls. I mean, if Maya goes down at point guard, then you're really in trouble. But uh, I would love to see a little, just a little bit more depth there, and I think she can provide that. Maybe also at the two spot too, um, as well. All right, we time to talk about football. Yep, we're good to go. All right. Sorry, I had, had somebody beeping in. I don't know what that was. Oh, you're good. Hey, um, Gavin, you were telling me about a commitment from Oxford the other day. Yeah. So we had we had Brendan Tolls. Uh, we're gonna get to the bad news gonna... first. One part of the bad news first. <laughs> yeah. So we got Brendan Tolls. Uh, oh, we did have Brendan Tolls. I guess I should say. He was going to play at the wide receiver corner. I don't think that was all sorted out. He's listed as a wide receiver on 24-7, but he's ranked as a corner, so I'm not really sure what was going on there. But uh, he he went ahead and quit. Uh, he, he, he committed. So I'm assuming that we either pulled his offer or he realized he wasn't going to get much playing time because the schools that he's looking at right now are Arkansas State, La Tech, and ULL. Or I guess we should say Louisiana because they don't they don't do ULL anymore. But uh, it's tough for me not to call them ULL. Yeah, it is for me too. Which which is a good program. I'm not. I think that's probably. No, he'd be he if he right if he now. can play at ULL. I mean, shoot, ULL might beat us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were ranked for a while, then they lost to Coastal Carolina. I think they kind of went yeah. downhill. Yeah, but Napier's a good coach. I don't know how much longer they'll have him around. But I would, I mean, best of luck to Brendan Tolls. But I think right now it's pretty evident that he wasn't going to play here. Yeah, he's the 25th ranked player in the state of Mississippi, and those rankings only mean so much. You know, take them with a grain he's of from salt. From Oxford and didn't have Ole Miss offer guys. Didn't have Ole Miss interest. Didn't even have like, they're not even looking at him. So, um, some good news. So we're playing Georgia tonight at 6:30, and if uh, some good news is that C.J. Morgan might play today. Um, I would if I had to guess, he plays during the Egg Bowl, and that's his first action, and then he'll have two more games after that. Uh, but there's no harm in him. I mean, if he's ready to go, he he I know he wants to play, and he's not going to be here next year. He he wants to get every lick in he can. Not an NFL guy, I don't think. Uh, he can make a name for himself in the next three or four games, and you know maybe play his way to an undrafted free agent type of deal. I don't know, but. I think he's ready. He's graduated and ready to go on with the world, but wants to get some football left in him. He's not done, so I think uh, that's really excited. Playing at safety, of course, a good run-stopping safety is a very, very uh, thin position for us now that we've had the opt-outs of Marcus Murphy, the injury to Fred Peters, and uh, stuff like that. We definitely need him right where he's at. Um, we are taking. Hold your breath here. There will be 49 players available to play Georgia tonight. 49. You might have heard that you had to have 53 to play. I have found out that is not true. You can play without 53. If you have above 53, 
you're, you have to play. It's optional if you have below 53, okay? So you've got all those COVIDs, injuries, and, and opt-outs, and con, uh, contact tracing. Those are all contributing to a really, really depleted roster. I think if you have everybody healthy, you still have like 64, 59, something like that. 63, I think it's 63 players. Um, Nathan Pickering opted out, so that brings us down more. But you've got opt-outs and transfers and season-ending injuries. You know, we lost Scott Lashley for the year, Fred Peters for the year. Um, those are all people that uh, those are all people that would have contributed to your roster. So you've only got about 60-something players anyway. Um, but here, there's a narrative going around that I want to dispel right now. Right now. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There are reports that we are all getting hurt on purpose, or COVID or opt-outs on purpose, so that we don't have to play Ole Miss. Which is about the most Ole Miss thing you could say. Uh, that that sounds about right. Um, that's very on brand for them. Uh, to sit there and just make something completely false and baseless and slanderous and ridiculous. Quite fl frankly, ridiculous. Uh, guys, we, are, we had the option to not go on the road to Georgia with a delayed flight by by the way the plane didn't take off till late last night I mean till late Thursday night so they're they're already behind schedule we had the option to not go to Georgia because we only have 49 players and not play at freaking Georgia but y'all think we're scared to play a team with a losing record where did it make that make sense Georgia's a top 10 team we're gonna go on the road and play them tonight I'm not predicting us to win that game are you? Heck no. <laughs> but uh, but we're scared to play Ole Miss though. Like that's that's where y'all are going with this, guys. If we have, I think if we had twenty five players, we'd try to play Ole Miss. I'm serious. They'd try to. I I don't think I think I think y'all literally are just so high and mighty. And I'm saying y'all like like they're listening. I doubt they are. How arrogant do you have to be to think? Oh, we're scared. They're scared to play us. With the losing, with the losing record that y'all have, I mean, my goodness, what have we got? We got a win over a one-point win over Kentucky, a, a medium-sized win, we'll say, at home over South Carolina. Let's see, what else have they got? They lost to Arkansas, bad, not that bad. They beat somebody else. They lost to Auburn, at home. They beat somebody else. They got killed by Florida. Played Alabama sort of close. I'm pulling them up right now. But, like, it's nothing to be... They beat Vanderbilt. That's it. That's it. They got three wins. I'm not... We're not scared of, of Ole Miss. Ole Miss has a really, really, really good offense. Okay? A really good offense. And it's carried... And that's what's carried them. They've... Against teams with bad defenses, they have absolutely shredded... They, they've shredded some really bad defenses. They've shredded... Uh, they did okay against a... They did okay... Okay against a Florida defense that's very... That's not very good. Even though the team is good. The defense is okay. They did pretty good against a terrible uh, South Carolina and Vanderbilt defense. A really, really struggling Kentucky defense that they beat by one point purely out of luck because the because of uh, Rose's ridiculous antics at the beginning of the game um, to cost them a, to save to save a touchdown for, uh, for Kentucky to stop a touchdown 
And then they've also given up like like thirty something points a game. It's like an all time worst defensive effort. I'm not I'm not saying that we should win the game. I'm not I'm not calling that game yet. It's too early and it's not that week. We'll do that next week. But we're y'all think we're worried we're not scared of Georgia, who's like the best defense in the country that nearabouts, but we're scared of y'all. And I actually I think Florida lost that. They're not one of the best defenses now because of the rankings wise because of what they did to Florida or what they didn't do to Florida. But we're y'all, you really think we're worried about Ole Miss and not Georgia? Like that just doesn't make sense. So that has been totally debunked. Um, nobody's scared of Ole Miss. I don't think anybody's scared of Ole Miss right now enough to not play them. Like we don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, so. That all being said, we are not in good shape. I think you would agree. Um, it's, it's rough right now, guys. Yeah, Nathan Picking opted out. I expect him back next year. He seems like he really wants to come back. Uh, I do know that he's a little bit upset with some of the state of things, but that also with this uh, health situation that everybody has their opportunity to opt out, and they deserve it, and they should if they need, feel, feel, uh, feel necessary. Um, he joins Marcus Murphy as some two of our latest opt-outs, but uh, and Powers Warren. Yeah, I heard that that had there was something about that. Powers hadn't seen, played a snap. Yeah, he he's gonna go. All the I expect. I'm glad Jaquarius Spivey and Brad Cummins have gotten some catches because that might keep them. And Brad Cummins playing baseball, I expect him to stay. But uh, all these tight ends that we used to have, most of them are gonna go. Um, but uh, guys, our our best case scenario is winning two more ball games. I think is winning two more ball games, getting invited to a crappy bowl game at four and ten, at four and six, uh, because everybody can go to a bowl this year. You also got to think, and this is something that you might not have thought of: if teams get invited to a bowl game, and then two weeks before they start getting a lot of COVID cases, other teams can be asked to fill those slots. So we might have like a, a, a revolving door of bowl game invites going in and out of everything, okay? It's going to be very, very complicated. But yeah, It's going to be madness. The long story short is the bowl, the bowl committees want the games to be played with somebody. They would love, I think, to have a 4-10 SEC team in there instead of a 6-4 and four or a 5-5 or a five five, uh, group of 5 team. I think they'd lo- they would. Um, now... That being said, with tickets the way they are, they might not care so much about ticket sales because they can only sell so many anyway. We'll see. But we need to hope we get invited to a bowl game, win two games, hope we get invited to a bowl game, have all those practices. But we need a spring and an offseason to get right. We need to get a, you know, the recruiting class in here. We need to get some of these seniors out of, out of here as much as great as they've been. I'm not saying that because they're bad. I'm saying we need to just you know have a little bit of a reset. And uh, start start building you know, almost from the ground up. Not quite from the ground up. What you can almost think of it, if you want to be an optimist, is that this year is kind of a weird year anyway. It's almost like a head start to the real Mike Leach era, which will be 2021. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, unfortunately that's not how it actually works, but that's, that's a good way to think about it. I mean... We're allowed to write our own history. <laughs> I think, I actually, seriously, guys, if our win had come against Arkansas or Kentucky instead of LSU and we hadn't had all those super high expectations, I don't even think I'm where anybody's worried. I really don't. If we hadn't put the put the expectations on the ceiling, I don't think anybody would be all super concerned. Uh, for those, for there are people that think that you know. 
this experiment has already failed and that this is a disaster and that we're only going to get worse. First of all, shut up. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You you can't give a coach at Mississippi State a single year after going six and six last year and losing, you know, a completely new scheme on both sides of the ball and uh, losing what he lost. We have an average of five first-time starters per snap on the on the field at any time. I saw that. It's like 4.8 or 4.7. 4.7 first-time starters on the field per snap. That's crazy. Per snap. So, like, on average, there's about five players that have never started before until that very day. Until that day is their first start. You've got the 19 first-time starters uh, all year, which is the highest in the Power Five. I mean, it t- these things take time. What are you going to do? So they want to talk about everything LSU lost, all the new players they've got. We're younger and less experienced than LSU. I mean, yeah, LSU took a big step back for the same reasons, but but we are we are by far less experienced than LSU, and it's 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 on paper right there for in black and white. Uh, I expected obviously we all expected better than this after we shredded LSU. We didn't think it would go quite the way it went. We didn't think Arkansas would be would take a step up that they took, and I'm proud for them, you know, except for they beat us. That, that grinds my gears to no end. Uh, we didn't think that we'd have the struggles. We wouldn't have the personnel to run the offense the way we thought. We we, we thought we'd have better personnel, I should say. Uh, but you've got a first time. you got a freshman QB starting the rest of the games. By the way, don't expect KJ Costello back. He has not been seen. At practice, I think due to the concussion and the COVID, he's already he's he's been not seen, not even looked at in practice the last three weeks. I mean, absent. Uh, he ha- hasn't needed to be. He's been either hurt or, or with the virus. I think contact tracing, whatever. But it's it's on. You got freshman running backs, freshman quarterbacks, uh, freshman um, freshman and redshirt freshman offensive linemen. And then at pretty much every position except for linebacker, you've got freshmen playing too. Linebacker, and I guess D-tackle, you've got sophomores. Now you're going to have freshmen because Nathan Pickering opted out. So I don't think this is something for everybody to say, oh, yeah, he's terrible. This is terrible. It, we're, we're done. We're terrible. You're, you're don't, you don't have the talent that Alabama, Georgia, and Florida has, LSU, and you're younger than all those teams too? I mean, what do you expect? I'm glad yeah, we did beat LSU. This, this is not this year. I don't think, guys. I don't think it's indicative of what's to come during the Mike Lee era. I hope it's not, and it's not looking like it is. Just based on if you just look at the simple facts that Colton's talking about, I think that our ceiling is uh, higher than what y'all are expecting. I don't know. I'm not saying that we're going to be a good football team next year, but I do think that I think we'll be a better basing, football team next year. Yeah, if you're basing our future off of what's going on right now, then. It's not. I don't think you're. I don't think we're going to be as bad as you think. Mike Leach has has had a rough year this first year at all his pro- programs. It's a revolutionary concept. I thought that the defensive install went better than I than it than I expected, and it's a little bit breaking down now because you're thin on the on that side of the ball now at most positions, except for linebacker. Uh, talking about the the offense, I thought we'd pick it up a little bit quicker. And I also, ignorantly, this is where I was ignorant, was I thought we had the personnel to run the scheme, and we don't. My biggest miss, we all thought the offensive line was going to be really good, and they were good for what they were recruited to do. They were not recruited to do what they're doing right now. And that's pass protect all the time. 
We also play games with seven or so offensive linemen. I don't know how many we have tonight, but I don't expect it to be many. I, I think this could be really bad for offensive line tonight. I really do. Uh, but we know that uh, everybody's young, everybody's inexperienced, and that this year is kind of weird anyway. Everybody can play just as many years after this year as they could before this year started. So, um, A little bit of a storyline tonight. Jaquavius Marks didn't get an offer from Georgia, one of the best players in the state of Georgia last year, four-star running back out of the, uh, the Atlanta area, and uh, is now going to get to go on the road to play Georgia, which he never thought he would, you know, signing with Mississippi State, Georgia's not on the schedule for several more years. He wouldn't have gotten to play him um, at Georgia. And now he's going to get to. So a little bit of motivation there. He's going to get to start as well, which was unforeseen at the beginning of the year. So that's a cool little t tidbit. See how he performs. Yeah, good against. for him. Hopefully he gets a touchdown. Yeah, hope he gets hope he gets some some good touches during his against his hometown team. Is there anything else to say? Nope. I think we had a good show. Hope y'all thought so too. Sorry for getting to a little bit late, but again we. We weren't even sure. This, these episodes take a lot of planning, and we weren't even sure until, I think, Tuesday morning that we were definitely going to play this week. Yeah, I wasn't even purely confident at that point. So. Well, we, we definitely had the chance to, to not play. So, again, just to reiterate, we are four players short of the mandatory uh, threshold where we have to play, so we could have very well not played. And we are choosing to travel to a top-10 team in the SEC and, uh, and play anyway. So all this scared nonsense is just some BS. I know Errol Thompson and Kobe Jones and uh, Greg Island and all those guys want to freaking play. All right? That's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. But with that being said, Gavin's going to do the outro, and uh, we're going to get on the road. All right. Y'all have, have a good weekend. Hopefully we can get a, a semi-close game in Athens. Oh, should we do our score prediction? Real quick, let's do it real quick. I was thinking, I forgot about it. Let me see. We'll, we'll, we'll just predict ours. How about that? Because I know we're all pressed for time here. Let's see. I'm going to say... Well, that, we could, there's, not, there's only six games. We could do it. Okay, okay. Let's see. Yeah, let's you see. got you got Florida Vanderbilt. We'll pick Florida. Yeah, we'll yeah that's Florida. Arkansas LSU. I want to see where that game's at. Arkansas. At Arkansas. If oh, that, yeah, Arkansas. I'll take I'll take the Hogs. That's right. crazy to uh, think about. Ole Miss got postponed. Alabama Kentucky. I'll take Bama. Yeah. Mizzou South Carolina. I'll take whatever teams at home. Mizzou South at Carolina, South Carolina. So that's SC. I'll take the Cox. Okay, I'll take Mizzou. I'll take Auburn to beat Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I'll take Auburn as well. That's at Auburn, so I'll give them that. Auburn Tigers are four and two, and they're actually at least three and three. That's neither here nor there. And then our game, I've got us. I think. Let's see. JT Daniels' first start, by the way. We didn't spend a lot of time talking about the game because we think there's bigger things going on, and I think y'all will agree. JT Daniels' first start is either going to be great or it's going to, it's not, I don't think he's going to have a medium start. I think he's going to really light us up or he's going to kind of flounder but still win. I'm going to say 31 to, 31 to 9. Yeah, I'm going 38-13. 38-13. All right. Now Gavin can do the outro. Yeah. All right.
All right, guys, swing your sword and hail state. Hail state, everybody.